95.5. The Morning Majlis, talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is, this is Pulse 95. Well, we're talking about the winding down of uh, America's wars in light of a recent meeting at the White House by U.S. President Joe Biden and Iraq's Prime Minister Mustafa Al-Kadhimi. Uh, stating that the United States would end its combat mission there by the end of this year. Now, it's worth noting that uh, President Joe Biden said that most of the 2,500 American troops that are currently stationed in Iraq would remain. They're just going to be reclassified on paper into advisory and training roles. The United States' role, he said, would be, quote, to continue to train, to assist, to help, and to deal with extremists. Uh, This is... Somewhat different from what's happening in Afghanistan, where the United States is simply pulling out completely and formally ending its military presence by the end of August. But that's not all, because the United States and Iraq have also discussed a number of deals and ways that the United States could assist Iraq moving forward as well. It's, it's something worth noting is uh, the, the potential impact of this full withdrawal. Um, at the moment, they're saying that they're dealing with the COVID-19 crisis. They're delivering 500,000 Pfizer vaccines uh, through the COVAX to Iraq as well. So that's one thing that they are uh, offering their support in. Yeah. Um, initially, it was way back in 2011 when uh, good old President Barack Obama uh, said that he will be pulling troops out or uh, ending the operations in Iraq. But then sadly, we were faced with uh, the emergence of uh, more militants uh, or militant organizations that the the world had to intervene further. Uh, But now we're seeing a situation where they're they're, they're managing the 1.2 million internally displaced people in Iraq following that conflict. And uh, we've also seen uh, that uh, in Afghanistan there's been another case study where following the withdrawal of the United States, uh, the U.S. forces rather, it's been a bit of a, uh, an unwelcoming situation as well. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the impact or the immediate impact following uh, this announcement by Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden actually promised when we were talking about Iraq now, uh, Joe Biden did promise expanded cooperation on other healthcare and energy issues as well. Specifically, the U.S. Centers for Disease uh, Control and Prevention uh, is signing an agreement uh, with the Iraqi health sector to improve the country's public health capacity um, after the several hospital fires that we have uh, talked about as well here on the Morning Majlis in recent months that killed dozens of patients and, and further fueled uh, continuing anti-government protests in Iraq. Now, the U.S. also committed to providing Iraq with about $155 million in humanitarian assistance um, for more than 1 million internally displaced people uh, residing in the country and the Development Finance uh, uh, Corporation. It will also invest about $1 billion, that is to bolster the Iraqi private sector. Not only that, but also Washington will also provide $1.2 million in funding to restore Iraq universities destroyed uh, by ISIS in in, uh, Nineveh um, uh, province. Uh, Additionally, a senior administration official said that the U.S. is finalizing agreements to also fund a project connecting the Iraqi and Jordanian electricity grids. So we're just going to have to wait and see if this is all going to actually 
come true. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and based on uh, statements uh, by the United States, uh, it's pretty clear that uh, the country sees its presence in Iraq as necessary uh, to ward yeah, off true. the influence of uh, neighboring countries and also the threat of militant groups as well. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki declined to specify the exact number of troops that would remain in Iraq. He, she said, quote, the numbers will be driven by what is needed for the mission over time. But there's no denying the strategic importance uh, to the United States, its presence in the region. Uh, uh, military officials have been estimating that uh, militant groups still have a solid presence operating in Iraq and Syria. And having a presence in Iraq would allow the United States to support uh, uh, the neighboring countries uh, as well. So this is uh, what is happening right now. Uh, and uh, a military presence that would also allow the United States experts say to monitor regional developments more closely. So it's not going to be a complete withdrawal. But what they had said was simply the role changing to a, a training and advisory role. Uh, but yeah, the United States will certainly continue having a presence in the country. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, this is where one of the, some of the analysts are also saying that that uh, this announcement uh, about uh, ending the presence of U.S. combat troops in Iraq uh, by the end of this year was kind of or almost entirely symbolic. Uh, as I say, that is the, the small presence of U.S. forces is currently only confined to those training missions and managing those joint Iraqi-U.S. bases. Uh, but to what extent uh, is there going to be a bit of a, an alteration in the U.S. boots on the Iraqi soil or in the Iraqi soil uh, is something that we will keep uh, looking at and observing as well. And uh, up next here on the Morning Majlis, we are going to be shifting our focus uh, to Lebanon and what's been happening over there. Uh, new developments uh, as well as uh, Hariri has now demanded end to immunity for officials involved or accused in the Beirut blast. So all of this will be discussed right here on the Morning Majlis. <laughs>